Rabotai, we continue our study of the Tariyag Mitzvot, and we are up to the 238th Mitzvah, and that is the negative commandment, Shelol Lisno Ahim, that we're not allowed to bear grudge or hatred against a fellow Jew. It's a negative commandment, it's in Parashat Kedoshim. The source Pasuk reads, Lo Tisna et Achicha Bilbabecha. Do not bear hatred to your brother in your heart. Perek Yutet Pasuk Yudzayin. Now this is a very specific mitzvah where the Torah is telling us that one is not allowed to be two-faced, which means if a person has a claim against his friend, he has an obligation to be upfront with him and let him know that he has a claim. This over is talking about which means in your heart you're bearing a grudge, but you don't let him know about it, and therefore outwardly you're making as if you're friendly with him, but meanwhile inside it's not the case. Uh, a classic example, the Midrash tells us that when the brothers were fighting against Yosef, the Pasuk says, Velo yachilu ehav. The brothers couldn't talk to him. And the Midrash comes along and says, even though that's not a, a laudable thing, that brothers are not talking to each other, but at least the brothers were not two-faced, the Gemara says. They had a claim against their brother. Their brother knew that there was a claim. And therefore, they didn't hide it. As opposed to other people that they show as if they're friendly in public, but behind the back, they're bearing hatred and they cause all sorts of trouble. So the Gemara is saying over there, although you see a bad side or a negative side when the brothers were fighting, you do see a good side to it. They were not noheg, they were not two-faced. Now the obvious reason why the Torah does not want us to bear any negative feelings towards fellow Jews the Chinuch writes, He Divisiveness, according to the Torah law, is something that is very low and something that is abominable and disgusting. In the epitome of things that are wrong. And we know that hatred doesn't end in hatred. It leads to worse things. God forbid, in the worst case, it could lead to even physical damage and violence. It could lead to being a moser, because you're angry at somebody and you go, God forbid, you rat them out and things like that. Exactly, and negative thoughts and feelings. Obviously, this law applies in all places, at all times. It applies to male and female alike. If somebody transgresses this commandment and bears hatred in his heart against a fellow Jew, he transgresses this love, however, there's no lashes on it because the rule is any avon that's done without an action, if all this is done in his mind and in his heart, there is no malkut. However, the Chinuch tells us that it's a mitzvah to antagonize them and to hate them. Now, what does it mean, Asha? So he says, we're talking about somebody that's transgressing and he was warned by the Bedin, not once and not twice. The Chinook writes, He was warned many times that he's contempt of many laws. And they say, We don't care. That guy already is a bona fide rasha. 
therefore he's not considered achicha. No, it's not achicha b'lbavicha, achicha b'mitzvot. But if the guy is a delinquent guy that doesn't care about the laws of Bedin, lost control of them, so therefore there is no obligation. It should be pointed out how severe sinat chinam is. Yemaran Yomah, page 9, writes that the first temple was destroyed because of the three cardinal sins. Idolatry, immorality, and murder. Second temple was destroyed for the primary reason of sinat hinam, because the Jews were divisive and they did not get along with each other. Now, it's hard to imagine that sinat hinam is even greater than the three cardinal sins. For this, Rabbeinu Bachia explains in his Sefer Kadakemah that it's not necessarily that Sinat Hanam is worse than the three cardinal, but there's a certain feature in Sinat Hanam that causes uh, problems. And that is, God only rests where there's Ahdut and there's unity and there is peace, then the Shekhinah dwells. The simple reason is based on what the Kabbalah writes. God is one, and therefore God is attracted by one. So when things are cohesive and one, so therefore God who is one likes to rest in things that are one and united. But a one God does not like to rest in the places that are divisive and are two and three and ten and they're splintered. And therefore, once there was Sinat in the times of the second temple, Shekhinah left. Once the Shekhinah left, they're at the whims of their enemies. And therefore, they were subject to ultimately a destruction. So therefore it comes out that this Torah is not only giving us a law of because of the law, but it's giving us an advice for protection. That if a person wants to be under the protection and the Shekhinah's uh, uh, countenance, that one has to seek the peace and seek the love and the ahdud and not to fest the hatred. It doesn't mean that a person's not going to have a claim. So you work out the claim. You solve it. You have two sides, you adults, you work it out, and ultimately you come to the shalom. And with the shalom, there is berakhah.